0: Tonight, Swamp Thing rises again. Mark Wade and Neil Adams join their powers for the first time. And we take a moment to remember Martin Pascoe. All that and more on the comic book edition of Multiverse. Tonight! Comic books. Sci-fi. Fantasy. And more. If you're looking for a roundup of geeky news, you're in the right place. This... ...is Multiverse Tonight. And here's your host, Thomas Townley. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 77 of Multiverse tonight, the comic book edition. Um so how's the past couple of weeks been? You know, for me, it's it's been interesting. You know, I bought myself the newest car I've ever had. It's a 2014 Ford Focus hatchback. You know, it, it's it's nice. It's a mineral gray color. You know, got plenty of room. You know, it's got everything I need. Perfect you know and my health is as well and i hope yours is too now comic books are slowly coming back you know stores are slowly starting to reopen you know it's 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 like a delayed spring which is funny because the weather is is almost the summer are you ready for batman to get darker According to one of the stars of The Batman, Andy Serkis, Get ready for Darker! Speaking with with LED Bible, Serkis said that the movie will be more intense than previous DCU movies, and that his Alfred Pennyworth and Bruce Wayne will have a real emotional connection at the center of the script. He also said that his Alfred will be a very different take from previous versions, saying, quote, he, Kane, was fantastic. His Alfred was legendary. I couldn't even begin to go there, really. You find it for yourself. It's like playing these iconic roles in Shakespeare. You go back, you revisit them, and you have to make it your own. And I see what it is about the character that connects with you and your personal Venn diagram, unquote. Now, Andy also revealed that they, that they were... About halfway finished when production was halted due to the pandemic, and a restart has yet to be set uh, you know i I really don't want a darker Batman I just want detective Batman. can we get that instead please i just want i just want batman you know you 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 have an action set up at the beginning of the film, a mystery develops, he has to solve the mystery, and you can have little action sequences you know, interspersed in there, and then you get to the end where, where you know, you have the big villain reveal, the big fight. He arrests them, throws them in Arkham instead of killing them, and there you go. That would be my ideal Batman movie. We've really yet to get there. So, yeah, maybe maybe uh, this time. Who knows? Now, Swamp Thing has always been able to rise from the swamps. Now, he's arisen from cancellation, as the CW has picked up the series from DC Universe. Now, no details have been given as to you know, a new production on new episodes or, you know, any really meaty details. So, uh, watch this space. While we're talking about DC Universe shows, uh, Season 2 of Doom Patrol... Will be coming to both DC Universe and HBO Max on June 25th. The first episode of the season was sees quote DC's strangest group of heroes: Cliff Steele, aka Robot Man; Larry Trainer, aka Negative Man; Rita Farr, aka Last Woman; Jane, aka Crazy Jane; and Victor Stone, aka Cyborg, are back again to save the world. That is, if they can find a way to grow up. Both figuratively and literally. Falling to the feet of Mr. Nobody, the members of the Doom Patrol now find themselves mini-sized and stranded on Cliff's toy race car track. Here they begin to deal with their feelings of betrayal by Niles Calder, aka the Chief, while confronting their own personal baggage. And as each member faces the challenge of growing beyond their own past traumatic experiences, they must come together to embrace and protect the newest member of the family, Dorothy Spinner. Niles' daughter, whose powers remain mysterious but a real threat to br- on bring and to bring bring about the end of the world. Hmm. Sounds interesting. I would love to watch this series, but again, you know, I have more than enough streaming services to add DC Universe on top of that. Yeah. Neil Gaiman's The Sandman is coming to Audible, and it's a bit of an all-star cast. James McAvoy will provide the voice of Morpheus, also known as Dream of the Endless. Dream's sister, Death, is played by Cat Dennings. Taryn Egerton takes on the role of John Constantine. Andy Serkis is Matthew the Raven. Michael Sheen will be playing Lucifer. BB Newworth is the Siamese Cat. Riz Ahmad, Ahmed, plays the nightmare called the Corinthian. Gaiman will serve as the narrator with supporting casts like Justin Vivian. Justin Vivian Bond as Desire, Arthur Darville as William Shakespeare, William Hope as Dr. Destiny, Matthew Horn as Hobgadling, Reynolds, Reginald, Reginald D. Hunter as John Jones, Sue Johnston as Unity Kincaid, Patterson Joseph as the Demon Chronazon, Cro- Josie Lawrence as Mad Hetty, Anton Lesser as Dr. Daniel Hathaway, Joanna Lumley as Lady jo- Johanna Constantine, and Miriam Morgals as Despair. The cast will be adapting the first three Sandman graphic novels, with Dirk Maggs directing the adaptation. Here's the official blurb. When the Sandman, also known as Lord Morpheus, the immortal king of dreams stories, and imagination, is pulled from his realm and imprisoned on Earth by a nefarious cult. He languishes for decades before finally escaping. Once free, he must retrieve the three tools that will restore his power and help him to rebuild his dominion, which has deteriorated in his absence. As the multi-threaded story unspools, the, the Sandman descends into Hell to confront Lucifer, chases rogue nightmares who have escaped his realm, and crosses paths with an array of characters from DC comic books, ancient myth and real-world history including inmates of Garth, Gotham City's Arkham Asylum the muse calliope dr destiny the three fates william shakespeare and many many more unquote. The Sandman audio drama will debut on Audible on July 15th this is Audible Some sad news uh, the flash actor Logan Williams you know I told you about how he passed away a few episodes ago, died at the age of 16 just last month, died of an overdose of the opioid fentanyl. His mother revealed to the New York Post that her son had been battling addiction for three years. She told the outlet, quote, his death is not going to be in vain. He's going to help a lot of people down the road, unquote. Now, if you or someone you love is addicted to opioids, Get help. In the United States, call 1-800-662-HELP. That's 1-800-662-HELP. Now, the CW has, uh, re- has uh, revealed its fourth quarter 2020 primetime schedule. And uh, some things to note are Tuesday, we'll see Swamp Thing, followed by Tell Me a Story. Wednesday, we'll see Two horror, Sentence Horror Stories, followed by Dead Pixels and Coroner. Thursday will be Supernatural and the Outpost. Now, uh, some new series coming this fall. Superman and Lois. Uh, Here's the blurb on that. In Superman and Lois, after years of facing maniacal supervillains, monsters wrecking havoc on Metropolis, and alien invaders intent on wiping out the human race, the world's most famous superhero, the Man of Steel, a.k.a. Clark Kent, Tyler Hoechlin... And comic book's most famous journalists, Lois Lane, Elizabeth Tulloch, come together, come face to face with one of the greatest challenges ever dealing with all the stress, pressures, and complexities that come with being working parents in today's society. Complicating the already daunting task of raising two boys, Clark and Lois must also concern themselves with whether or not their sons, Jor- Jonathan and Jordan, could inherit their father's kryptonian superpowers as they grew older. Returning to Smallville to handle some Kent family business. Clark and Lois are reacquainted with Lana Lang, played by Emanuela Chikru, a local loan officer who happens to be Clark's first love, and her fire chief husband, Kyle Cushing. The adults aren't the only ones discovering new friendships in Smallville, as the Kent sons get reacquainted with Lana Kyle's rebellious daughter, Sarah. Of course, there's never a dull moment in the life of a superhero, especially when Lewis's father, General Samuel Lane, looking for Superman to vanquish a villain or save the day at a moment's notice. Meanwhile, Superman and Lewis return to the idyllic Smallville. And, and, well, meanwhile, Superman Lois's return to the idyllic Smallville is about to be upended when a mysterious stranger enters their lives. Based on Superman Lois, written by will be and written by Jerry Siegel and Joe Shuster, uh, it being produced by, of course, Greg Berlanti. Now, uh, also coming to uh, the CW is uh, a reimagining of Walker Texas Ranger, starred, starring Jared. Uh, Petalecki from Supernatural as Cordell Walker. And uh, mid-season, we'll see Kung Fu. A quarterly life crisis causes a young Chinese-American woman, Nikki Shen, to drop out of college and go on a life-changing journey to an isolated monastery in China. But when she returns to San Francisco, she finds her hometown is overrun run with crime and corruption, and her own parents are at the mercy of, a par- of the powerful triad. So forth, so on. Of course, Greg Berlanti's in, in, in a part of that. Uh, also coming in mid-season is the Republic of Sarah, the bucolic tr- tr- uh, tranquility of Greylock, New Hampshire. is up and ended when a massive vein of coltan, an incredible valuable, valuable mineral used in tech, is discovered under the town. State-backed mining company Lydian Industries swoops in and plans to extract the mineral, plans that include wiping Greylock off the map. Eh. Teen angst, you know, you love it. Now, the CW's new season, Prime Time Schedule, will be effective January 2021. On Monday, uh will be All-American, followed by Black Lightning. On Tuesday, will be The Flash, followed by Superman and Lewis. Wednesday, we'll see Riverdale, followed by Nancy Drew. Thursday, Walker, followed by Legacies. And Friday, we'll see Penn & Teller Fool Us, and two, hours of, or two episodes of Who Lo- Whose Line Is It Anyway? Sunday, we'll see Batwoman followed by Charmed. Yeah. Sounds fun. You know, I, I I, again don't, don't have a lot of time I wish I had more time to watch the watch the uh, DCC superhero shows. But, you know time is not, time is constant and uh, that's the one thing you always run out of. Now, let's go on to some Marvel news. Rob Liefeld, creator of Deadpool and lots of other things, is someone who likes to share frequently his opinions. Now, speaking with ComicBooks.com uh, and their podcast Talking Shop, it's been he's it's been two years since Deadpool three. So, what's the holdup on the third one? Now, Rob puts the blame on Marvel, saying, "quote I blame Marvel. Blame Marvel that." That hasn't happened yet. They are the reason it isn't happening. Whatever conundrum, or it didn't fit into your master plan, just commission it, okay? Commission it. You know, if Frank Frazetta was still around, you'd say, Frank, paint it for me. If Ryan Reynolds is making Deadpool 3 right now, that's just because Marvel hasn't allowed it to be yet. And that's all I'm saying. He added, So, do I have a lot of faith in that system? Dude, I have no idea. So, this is where I'm not... I'm not that... I'm not giving you the answers you want. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Look, if it happens, terrific, unquote. Yeah. Now, Liefeld also had uh, Liefeld also had uh, thoughts on Hugh Jackman and whether he should return to the Cinematic X-Men franchise. When asked if he would like to see another actor in the role, he said in, in an interview with Inverse.com, quote, I'm stuck on Hugh Jackman. Having met Hugh, having loved Hugh, there is only one Deadpool because of Wolverine. I was doing Deadpool in the comics to get to Wolverine. Wolverine was always the goal. Unquote. Well, I guess that does, does raise the question who would your choice for a new Wolverine be? Hmm. That's hard. That's very hard. Now, uh, let's go on to, to something. We'll we'll get to see? Question mark. Uh, Fox's final X-Men production, The New Mutants, has uh, been given a theatrical release date of August 28th in the year 2020. Or will it? This movie has been in the can for more than two years now. Uh, First, it was slayed for release in April of 2018, then got pushed back to February of last year, then... Got pushed back to August of 2019. Fox was then sold to Disney and it was moved to April 3rd of 2020. And then the pandem- pandemic hit. Yep. It's been a long, strange trip. Maybe Disney should just, you know, cut its losses and put it out on Disney Plus and digital. You know, do, I mean, do they really think this would be a great moneymaker? You know? Really? Yeah. For all we know, it, it's, it's great. For all we know, it's terrible. We don't know yet. Marvel Entertainment is shuttering its digital comics shop. The publisher, in an email to subscribers, announced that digital comics purchased on the site will be automatically available under your account in the Marvel Comics app. The company is also integrating a function where you can sync up the Marvel mobile app with your Comixology account so that your purchases are made available both mobile and on a computer without having to double-dip and buy it twice. Now, this is an interesting move considering that Marvel and DC have been pushing digital really hard during the pandemic. So it's really kind of interesting for them to just just decide, well, we're done with that. (sniffs) Gone. Now, speaking of comics, actual comics, Marvel Comics have announced a brand new series teaming up writer Mark Wade with artist Neil Adams for the first time ever. The series, titled Fantastic Four Antithesis, will introduce a new villain as well as giving Adams a crack at the Silver Surfer, Mark in a statement, said, quote, Working with Neil Adams has been a dream of mine since I was a kid. To share the page with a man of his talent is an honor. The story begins with the Fantastic Four struggling to prevent an extinction event on Earth, and just goes more cosmic from there. We all know of Galactus, but until now, no one has met his antithesis. Adams added, quote, We've always, we, we have always had the sense of missing the chance to draw the Fantastic Four. It was a quiet sense. Since I've had every opportunity to do my favorites, more I felt Kurt and Bushema, and Bushema had done it all. Haven't they? When Marvel's Tom Br- Br Brevort, asked if I'd like to do the Fantastic Four. I knew I had to ask for Galactus and the Silver Surfer as well. I am humbled and thankful to Tom for the opportunity. Here's the official synopsis. Quote, the soaring Sentinel of the Spaceways may have finally met his match in an all in the all new series Fantastic Four Antithesis. The first full-length Fantastic Four story ever illustrated by industry legend Neil Adams. Adams is joined by Eisner Award-winning writer Mark Wade, who jam-packs this tale with a fan-favorite roster of Fantastic Four heroes and villains. Together, this celebrated creative team created a new nemesis for the Fantastic Four, guaranteed to send shockwaves throughout all of fandom. Who or what is antithesis? And will the combined might of the Fantastic Four, the Silver Surfer, and Galactus himself, be enough to defeat it? Find out more when Fantastic Four antithesis number one hits comic shops in August, unquote. I'll just be more impressed that people know what the word antith- antithesis means. You know, that's, a, that's a $4 word right there. Anyway, let's go on to the geek news. We start Geek News with Disney Plus's new short-form improvisational comedy series Muppets Now. It's been finally given a time frame for its premiere on the streaming service. Now buried in a press release for the Disney Family Sing Along Volume 2 was mentioned, quote, "Fans of the Muppets can also see more of Kermit, Miss Piggy and friends in the upcoming Disney Plus series Muppets Now, premiering this summer." Unquote. Well, I guess that's better than the nebulous soon. Now, uh, in an update on the Spawn Kickstarter, if you'll remember, in a past episode, I talked about how Todd McFarlane was raising money on Kickstarter to make a brand new Spawn action figure. Well, that Kickstarter finished with $3.4 million. Congratulations, Todd, and all those who backed them. It wasn't me. A new Smurfs video game is in the works from game publisher Microids and developer Osom Studio. The game will be a 3D action-adventure game with a brand-new story inspired by the comics of the Smurfs creator, Peyo. In a statement, Microids Vice President Elliot Grassano said, quote, We're delighted for concluding this new partnership with IMPS. Thanks to this transgenerational license and the talent of Osum Studios, a long-time microids partner studio with which worked on several family games, we are confident in bringing together all gamers in the wonderful world of the Smurfs. Now the uh, worldwide, now he uh, went on to say, the worldwide success met by the Smurfs will also allow us to increase our brand awareness overseas and position microids as a major player internationally. Unquote. I don't know, do, do, is, is there a real calling for a Smurfs game? Uh, I seem to remember there was a Smurfs game on, on the, on the NES, way back when, I think I, I played that at least once, you know, rented it, way back when you can rent video games, that was, but, uh, know, yeah. I don't know, maybe it's just not something that's, you know, up my alley at the moment. Anyway, uh, the Mallrats the sequel, Twilight of the Mallrats, has a new actor. As Kevin Smith tweeted that actress uh, uh, Aferna Braille uh, will star in the movie, Smith tweeted, quote, Aferna will play Brody Bruce's daughter, Banner Bruce, in the movie. I hope to shoot next Twilight of the Mallrats, unquote. Now, Smith already confirmed that Shannon Doherty will be back to play Renee. Now, earlier this year, Shannon revealed that she has stage 4 cancer and uh, i'd like to end tonight remembering someone uh, who you know you've, you've probably seen his work but you but you didn't realize it tonight we remember comic and tv writer martin pasco who passed away on may 10th he was born in quebec in 1954 and started his comic writing career in 1972 writing for superman dc comics presents superman family Justice League of America, Wonder Woman, and Saga of the Swamp Thing. He would also write for Disney Comics' Roger Rabbit comic, and Marvel's Gargoyles and Star Trek. Now, his TV work began in the 1980s, writing for shows like Max Headroom, Buck Rogers in the 25th Century, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, G.I. Joe, and a bunch of others. He worked on Batman, the animated series as well. And the bat and the Batman movie Batman Mask of the Phantasm and uh, the show on the show he won a daytime Emmy for his work. In a Facebook post, former DC president Paul Levitz wrote The odds are you've read his work, credited or not, or enjoyed a comic or a cartoon or a TV show or even a theme park event he made better, even as he relentlessly complained about the difficulties of making it as good as it should be. Marty didn't have a genius for making anything easy, especially for him. But he was a real genius for making creative magic, unquote. Martin Pasco was 65 years old. And that brings us to the end of the comic book news. Now, uh, be sure to check us out on social media. We're at Twitter, at Multiverse Tom. We're also on Facebook and Instagram as well. And if you'd like to uh, contribute you know anything to the show money or otherwise please visit mtpodcast.com that's the letter m the letter t podcast.com to go to the coffee patreon and and glow.fm links as well or just go over to multiverse tonight and hit the support me link at the top of the page and be sure to visit multiverse tonight.com and check out the affiliate marketplace links the link to the t public store the show notes and you know so much more you know every every once in a while I do try to you know I do try to write a a thought or a review or something you know it's it's not very often you know I'm a busy man you know I work 40 hours a week so you know it's something I I I might you know work on in my spare time anyway now if you're a subscriber to the to the podcast Thank you very much. You know, be sure to, to share us with a friend or two. And if you're brand new to the show, you know, hit the subscribe button. What you got to lose? Leave us and uh, if you want to leave us with some feedback in any app, Apple Podcasts, you know, anything with a review, YouTube, whatever, go ahead, leave us with some feedback. You know, I don't know what I'm doing unless you tell me how good I'm doing or how bad I'm doing. Yeah. I'll take damning praise. It's it's better than no praise at all sometimes. Now, special thanks to Shane Ivers for the intro music and Lobo Loco for the outro theme music. Now thanks for watching the comic book edition of Multiverse Tonight. We'll be back in two weeks with a brand new sci-fi edition. Now please exit the universe in an orderly fashion. Good night. <laughs> Multiverse Tonight is a production of Half-Baked Genre Productions, copyright 2020. All rights reserved.